This is a Locker Room Production. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 14 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, and today we got some Pirates talk coming right at you, fresh off of their four-game series split against the San Francisco Giants. Today is Monday, the day I'm recording this. It's an off day, and not a terrible series over the weekend against the Giants, I must say, for the Pirates. Um, The offense, you know. For the most part, pretty bad. Pitching, for the most part, pretty good. Uh, The Pirates did explode for eight runs in one of these four games. In the other three, they had less than... They had three or less in every other game. We'll just go through it right now. First game, Pirates lost three to one. That was Thursday. Um, For the Pirates, Will Crow got the start, and he looked pretty nice over the first four innings or so. Uh, for over the first four innings, he did not give up a run. And then in the fifth, gave up a home run, gave up a uh, run scoring triple, gave up three runs total. And um, the Giants had three runs that inning. That's all they would need. Will Craig actually hit his first career home run and hit in that game. But once again, one run, five hits. The offense was pretty much non-existent. Um, you know, same the some of the same old there in that one. In the second game, Friday night, it looked a lot like the first game. The Pirates did basically nothing over the first eight innings. They didn't score a run. The Giants led one nothing after eight going into the ninth. Um, for the Pirates that game, Miguel Yajure got called up and... He got a spot start, five scoreless innings. He was basically flawless. He gave up just one hit and one walk. That was it. He struck out four. Could have went longer. Only 57 pitches thrown through those five innings, but uh, manager Derek Shelton decided to let him let him go out on a confident note. Five scoreless, dominant innings from him. Uh, Sam Howard, scoreless inning in which he struck out the side. Dwayne Underwood Jr. came in two innings. He gave up a run. Um, But basically, in the ninth inning, Pirates were down 1-0. Brian Reynolds tied the game up. The game then went to extra innings. In the top of the 11th, um, Slater for the Giants gave the Giants a 2-1 lead. And then in the bottom of the 11th, Adam Frazier hit a triple that scored a run and eventually... Gregory Polanco was disrespected because the Giants walked two hitters in front of him to get to him, and he ended up hitting the walk-off sack fly. Uh, Once again, offense didn't really do a lot in this one. Three runs, seven total hits in 11 innings. The pitching, once again, was great. Uh, Bednar, Rodriguez, Luis Oviedo. All had scoreless inning, or actually, well, Luis Oviedo gave up a run, but it was the runner on second base rule type run that he gave up, so it wasn't earned. But he actually got his first career win in that game, so congratulations to him. Pirates uh, tied the series after that game. And then Saturday, 
Saturday was actually a really enjoyable and uh, entertaining game. I was actually at that game, the first Pirates game that I've attended since 2019. Extremely exciting to be there. It was really fun to watch. But uh, things didn't start off great at all. Uh, Tyler Anderson got the start for the Pirates. And in the first inning, he gave up a solo home run to Darren Ruff. Gave the Giants a one nothing lead. And then with two outs, I had a pretty much a front row to see this. The Giants hit a pop-up. I believe it was Wilmer Flores hit a pop-up right up the ele- elevator shaft in the infield. It dropped right in between Tyler Anderson, the pitcher, and Jacob Stallings, the catcher. The Giants got a quote-unquote hit for that uh, batted ball, and that put a runner on first. Then the very next hitter, Brandon Crawford, hit a home run just like that. It was 3 nothing Giants. Um, Tyler Anderson, I mean, he's a pitcher. You don't really expect him to feel. That was probably Jacob Stallings' ball. Uh, it fell in, but kind of bad luck on the pitching side for Anderson there to give up three runs in the first. Then in the third inning, they tacked on another run to make it 4 nothing. So at that point, the game pretty much seemed like it was over. Um, Pirates offense, as we know, doesn't really do much. But in the bottom of the inning, the Pirates scratched together two runs to make it 4-2. to two. It's funny uh, watching this team. I mean, they scored runs in this Saturday game. They ended up scoring eight runs. But for for a lot of the time, it just seems like the Pirates pour their blood, sweat, and tears and scratching together one run, two runs, stringing together hits, getting walks, getting needing clutch hits to be able to score runs. Um, it was kind of funny. They cut the lead to four to two after a pretty long fifth inning in which they only did score two. And then right right back in the top of the sixth, Michael Talkman, just like that, two run shot, made this made the game six to two Giants. And uh it was like snap of a finger. <laughs> All the progress gained scoring those two runs was lost. But In the bottom of the seventh, the Pirates put together a really nice inning. They scored four runs. Um, Kevin Newman had an RBI single. Uh, Stokes Jr. scored on a wild pitch. And then Jacob Stallings, the man of the night, with two outs in the bottom of the seventh, hit a two-run double uh, down the third base line, tied the game, and that that made the score six to six. And then eventually in the bottom of the ninth, Jacob Stallings again. It was really awesome to see. Got a fastball right down the plate. He didn't miss it. Pulled it out of the park. Home run left field. Walk off home run. The Pirates won eight to six. Um, pitching wise, I mean, once again, Tyler Anderson went five. He gave up four earned. Four earned is kind of a. Uh, Funny way to put it when two of those runs came on a two-run shot after a pop-up dropped on on the infield. But uh, he recovered pretty nicely after the rough first. Like I said, five innings, four earned. He struck out seven. And, um, you know, the ERA is up to 350. Once again, you'll take that every day. Kyle Keller then came in and made his Pirates uh, debut. And... You know, the stuff looked pretty decent. Um, Fastball, mid-90s, mid to high 90s, kind of sitting 95, 96, touching 97 occasionally. 
had a slider. He went an inning and a third. He did give up the two-run shot to uh, Talkman, and he gave up two runs total. He actually walked three and struck out two, gave up just that one hit, which was the home run. Didn't look super great, but the stuff looked pretty decent. Um, after that, though, Pirates bullpen shut it down. Jason Shreve. Chasen with a C-H. It does sound like Jason with a J, but it's Chasen. He went two-thirds of an inning, didn't give up any hits, just one walk, no runs. Chris Stratton came in on, came in for the eighth. He had one inning pitch, struck out the side. He just gave up a hit and a walk. And then Rich Rod, he got the win, pitched the ninth, a clean ninth, just gave up one hit, and uh, he had a strikeout. His ERA is now at uh, 0.53, I believe. And he is uh, one of the best closers in the league at this point, I would say. Um, So the Pirates were able to pull that game out 8-6. And yesterday they had a chance for the uh, series win over the first place Giants, one of the best teams in the National League up to this point. But – once again, Mitch Keller got the start for the Pirates. In this one, we got pretty good Mitch Keller. Um, Five-plus innings pitched. He gave up two earned runs. He struck out eight. His fastball looked really nice. He was locating it. And um, it was a pretty decent outing for him. Unfortunately for him, though, after five innings, I thought maybe it's time to take him out. Instead... In the sixth, um, they they put him back out there. Shelton decided to put him back out there. He immediately gave up two base runners, and then uh, one of them would score, and that earned run was charged against him. But uh, Keller, in total, five innings, five-plus innings, six hits, two earned runs, eight strikeouts, three walks, no home runs. He did get the uh, tough, luck, tough luck loss in this one. And um, the Pirates did eventually lose 4-1. to one. Uh, Clay Holmes, two scoreless innings. But once again, he allowed that inherited runner to score, which was Mitch Keller's run in the sixth inning. Dwayne Underwood Jr. had a scoreless inning. And then in the ninth, David Bednar came in, and he gave up a two-run dinger to Mike Yastrzemski. And the Giants had a 4-1 to one lead. They didn't need four runs. They only needed two because once again, the Pirates' offense just pretty much non-existent. One run on eight hits, uh, no extra base hits. Yet again, one for seven with runners in scoring position, nine left on base. Um, the offense just, just, just struggling, just struggling big time. And you know, I was looking at the stats today it's actually it's kind of sad for the pirates right now because the pitching has been really good um at least lately keep talking about it i mean tyler anderson's nice um you know will crow has given some pretty decent starts yahure was great this series in his start Mitch Keller up and down obviously JT Brubaker has been really good even Trevor Cahill um war wise is the second highest F war on the Pirates right now. Um, even though the ERA looks 
bad at the moment. He's been unlucky. The starting pitching has been pretty decent with the bullpen just being good. Uh, you know, Richard Rodriguez, obviously really nice. The thing is, the Pirates have been unlucky um, pretty much with injuries from the get-go. On the hitting end, that is. Because if you look at it, right now, we're about a fourth of the way through the season. Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier and Jacob Stallings, they have all been just phenomenal. I mean, Brian Reynolds, you look at it. At this point, he had a really nice series against the Giants. He's hitting 299, getting on base at 396, slugging 474. He's He's inching his way up to that 300, 400, 500 mark that, uh, you know, only great hitters can get to. And the WRC Plus is at 141, which is really, really good. His F war is at 1.4. He's on pace for a six-win season right now, Brian Reynolds is, and I mean, if you told me that at the beginning of the season, I would I would do jumping jacks. I mean, Brian Reynolds is on pace for six wins. And in spite of that, the Pirates offense is still really struggling. And then you look at Adam Frazier, similarly. Um, he's been a little lucky here because, I mean, he just has a knack for spraying hits. He's not an exit velocity guy whatsoever. He doesn't hit the cover off the ball, but he has a knack for finding grass in the outfield, slashing singles everywhere so far this year. He's hitting 323, 390, 462. Even uh, he only has one home run, but he he has a good amount of doubles. I believe he still leads the majors in hits. 462 slugging is nice. The WRC plus is at 136. His F war is at 1.2. He's kind of on pace for a five-win series season at this point, uh, five-war season. So, I mean, if you told me at the beginning of the year Brian Reynolds was going to be worth six wins, Adam Frazier was going to be worth five wins, I would say, is this team, like, kind of good? Does this team have a chance to, like, compete towards uh, towards the end of the year, maybe down the stretch a little bit? Uh, once again, you look at Jacob Stallings. He is obviously great with the glove, and his on base is 370, slugging 446. His F4 is at 1.1. He's on pace to be like a four win guy. That is um, nice. And then, once again, though, Stallings yesterday got uh, plunked in the thigh while catching. We'll see if he has to go on the IL. The Pirates have had so many hitters go on the IL this year, and their starting lineup is just depleted at the moment. If they had their full starting lineup, if they had Brian Hayes, uh, Colin Moran still, and then even some of the other guys, if if uh, Kevin Newman even just showed a pulse of, of uh, offensive ability, this season same with Gregory Polanco if they were just average and uh healthy at the same time the Pirates would be in pretty decent shape I mean you look at it right now looking at the standings they are 17 and 23 they're pretty bad I mean they're decently bad they're not the worst in baseball bad but uh I mean it's 
it's crazy to think that Brian Reynolds is on pace for a six-war season. Adam Frazier's on pace for a five-war season. Stallings on pace for a four-war season. And this offense has looked as bad as it has looked. Um, it's just kind of it's crazy to think about. And it actually got me thinking, too, just looking at the uh, the Sunday lineup with, you know, Frazier, Newman, Reynolds, Stallings, and then Will Craig, Eric Gonzalez, Kai Tom, Stokes Jr., and the pitcher. Where would some of these pirates of uh, bad pirates in the past, where would they hit in this current lineup? The, the first one that made me think of that was uh, Clint Barmas. Where would Clint Barmas bat in last yesterday's lineup? If, if, if it was Pirates Clint Barmas, it was, if it was, you know, the guy that barely ever hit higher than eighth, if you ask me, I think Clint Barmas would bat sixth in yesterday's lineup. Honestly, he would be a nice—he'd uh, be a nice bat for the Pirates to uh, put there. And then I was just thinking of other potential Pirates, such as Jose Tabra. I'd probably put him second in yesterday's lineup. That's that's how that's how bad the lineup has looked. It's three deep. It's bad. Um, just thinking of a few names, I mean, you know, uh, Jeff Clement, where would he hit? Probably sixth, maybe fifth, actually. He would probably be put in Will Craig's spot. That is how bad it is. Ty Wigginton, how about him? Probably fifth. At Andy LaRoche, what about Andy freaking LaRoche? He would probably bat fifth in yesterday's lineup. Um, there's... There's tons of names, you know, Lastings Millage, I'd put him second. Tyke Redman, probably put him second. Chris Duffy, he'd probably bat second, maybe lead off. Bobby Crosby, fifth, maybe fourth. Ryan Church, probably fourth. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of funny to think about just how how depleted this lineup looks right now. And like I like I said, it really sucks because, I mean, Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier up to this point have just been – they've been great this season. They've been, they've been much better than expected. And uh, for Adam Frazier's sake, I mean, you have to think, for the Pirates, do they, do they trade him? Is it time to uh, take some calls on him because – I mean, let's be real. I don't know if he's going to continue the pace of being a five-win player this season. I do definitely think, though, at this point, he'll be somewhere from three to four in terms of the F war. Um, but, you know, when's the when's the time to take calls? The Pirates are 17 and 23 right now. They're definitely still trying to win games. I mean, the standings don't really matter at this point, but they're still, I mean, they're just five and a half games back of first place. It's not like the season's over. It's not like they've dug such a hole that they're 10 games back, like a team like the Minnesota Twins. That, that, they just keep falling off a cliff here, 13 and 23. They're 10 and a half games back. The Pirates aren't like that. Uh, they're not like the Rockies, nine and a half games back. Like, there is a, 
I'm not saying they're going to contend by any means, but they're not out of the race quite yet. So when do you start thinking about trading guys like Adam Frazier, who is hitting amazingly and just playing amazingly so far this year? Um, I don't know, but it's just, it's sad because Colin Moran was healthy. If he was back, he'll be back eventually here pretty soon. And Brian Hayes will be uh, doing a rehab assignment here pretty soon, which is nice. But I don't know. I guess I could look on the bright side and think perhaps in the middle of June, the Pirates will be a lot better than expected. If they get Moran back, they get Hayes back. You know, you look at this lineup, I've, I've uh, been – I've talked about it on past pods. It's It seems like a, a dream at this point. But if you get that full stacked lineup where it's, you know, Frazier batting first, Hayes batting second, Reynolds third, Moran fourth. You could put Stallings fifth if you want. Um, you know, I'm trying to think who else is even in the lineup. Uh, Polanco sixth, perhaps. Um, who am I forgetting right now? Philip Evans, once again, someone else who was injured. Put him in left. Maybe he's seventh. Maybe Kevin Newman, Eric Gonzalez, whoever you want. They've both kind of played themselves out of uh, having having the job to themselves. Perhaps one of them bats eighth with the pitcher. I mean, that lineup will at least it won't be. It won't be struggling to scratch together two runs, which at this point, if the Pirates score two or three runs, there's a pretty decent chance that they're going to win some games. That's how good the pitching has looked um, fairly recently. I mean, you know, they gave up four runs yesterday and eight runs Saturday, but Friday they gave up two, Thursday they gave up three uh, they gave up five last Wednesday against Cincinnati, but that came in 10 runs when four of those runs were scored in the 10th. So if they were able to score more than two runs in regulation, that's another greatly pitched game. Uh, last Tuesday, they gave up just two runs and a win. Um, if the Pirates are able to get some of these players back and, you know, you just hope Brian Reynolds continues to do what he does and Adam Frazier continues to do what he does. And Jacob Stallings, you hope that he is healthy and continues to do what he does. If you get Moran back to provide a tad bit of thump, if you get Brian Hayes back to uh, be the guy that he was last year, which was insanely amazing, I don't know if I expect that, but if you get Hayes back and he he can slug, you know, 470 to 480 while getting on base at a 350 clip, that would be a huge boost to this offense. And, I mean, I'm at the point now where, like, Will Crow, you know, he, he's been okay in his six – I mean, not Will Crow, I apologize. Will Craig. Will Craig has been – okay in his 16 plate appearances he does have that home run but I'm just I'm tired of seeing the names like Will Craig already I'm tired of seeing Ben Gamble who they picked up 
I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm tired of seeing Kai Tom, even though Kai Tom, yes, I get it. He's, he's getting on base at a 385 clip, but maybe Kai Tom can stick around. Maybe he is the guy, maybe he's the left fielder when this, when this team, uh, gets fully healthy if they ever do maybe he's that guy but I mean I'm just I'm tired of seeing some of these players I will say um in in the minor leagues Dustin Fowler don't sleep on Dustin Fowler he's been hitting a few home runs perhaps he'll get a chance here pretty soon I can't believe I'm saying that out loud but uh he's hit some home runs for Indianapolis as has Travis Swaggery We'll see if he gets the call up at some point, perhaps maybe in June or July. But uh, I don't know. Looking at this team, I mean, the pitching looks good. The hitting, some of it looks really good. I can't stress enough how surprised I am to see Brian Reynolds on pace for a six-win season. Adam Frazier, five-win season. Jacob Stallings a four-win season. To me, that is insane. And yeah, none of them are hitting home runs. The Pirates' home run leader, it's May 17th. It's the middle of May. The Pirates' home run leader is still four. The Pirates' home run leader is on pace to hit less than 20 home runs this year. Um, That's pretty pathetic. But, I mean... If Brian Reynolds finishes the year with 15 home runs and he's hitting 300, 400, close to 500, it's not his fault. He doesn't need to hit home runs. Um, but, yeah, the offense, it's its really tough to watch. But at the same time, its uh, there's some things to be excited about with with the with the good players in it. <laughs> Um, Brian Reynolds, I mean, I think he's going to be a part of this team for a while. This is his, this is his third season. And so perhaps he is an extension candidate. We'll see. He'll be arbitration. I don't think he's arbitration. Well, actually, I think he might be arbitration eligible next season. I'll have to double check on that, but, uh, he's been really nice. And looking ahead here at the schedule, we'll get to that right now. Off day today, obviously. Tomorrow, a short two-game series in St. Louis, which is kind of weird and funny to see. Weird week. Uh, Two-game series at St. Louis, a short two-game series, and then a four-game series at Atlanta. But in the two games at St. Louis, game one of that, I'll give the Pirates the pitching edge matchup-wise. It's uh, JT Brubaker against John Gant. Although Gant did, he was pretty good against the Pirates at the end of uh, April. He pitched five innings, only gave up one earned. And I think he played against, he may have pitched against Brubaker in that one. Um, but yeah, that'll be a uh, probably a low scoring game. And then Wednesday, we have Trevor Cahill against Jack Flaherty. Flaherty definitely gets the edge in that one. He's 7-0 and in eight starts. He's only given up 13 earned runs in 47 and a third innings, 48 strikeouts to just 13 walks, and just three home runs. So that will be a tough matchup for the Pirates. You you just hope, you hope that they can squeak out one win out of those two. 
before heading to Atlanta, which, I mean, before the season, you look at Atlanta, you think that is a World Series contender. It's a National League championship contender. So far this season, though, they're just 19-21. and Um, But once again, that National League East is really, really compacted and really weird. Uh, The Mets are in first place in the NLDs currently. They're 18 and 16. So the Braves are just two games back. And uh, obviously the Mets still have some games to make up since the beginning of the season in which they, they missed like their first five or six games because uh, due to COVID, I believe the Nationals had a mini COVID outbreak to start the season. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the week ahead for the Pirates. Um, Yeah. We're going to keep trudging along with this three deep lineup Four, well, yeah, it's three deep. It's, it's great. Well, it might be two deep moving forward, depending on uh, what happens here with Stallings. If he is added to the IL or not, I'm just going to do a quick little check here to see if the pirates have had, if if they've uh, made any roster moves also too. Um, kind of goes without saying the roster moves that the Pirates made this weekend. Obviously, they called up Will Crow and put Philip Evans on the IL. So, and then obviously too, uh, Kyle Keller was called up for Miguel Yahure. But when Miguel Yahure was called up, um, let me see here who was sent down, who was DFA'd. Uh, oh, yeah, they optioned Jeff Hartley. I will say, too, uh, Michael Feliz, who the Pirates DFA'd last week, was picked up by the Cincinnati Reds. So when he comes back to bite us in the ass, you'll know why. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty scary week ahead here with the Cardinals and the Braves. Both of those teams hit the ball. And the Pirates pitching is its going to have to keep the Pirates in these games. But they pretty much have all year. So we'll see what happens. I think that is a good place to wrap it up there. I'm Nathan Hirsch. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. Uh, once again, we're on locker room right now. And I will say, if you are listening after the fact and not live right now, and you want to listen live on Locker Room, and you have an Android, well, you're in luck. Locker Room is now on Android, as well as, obviously, Apple. Um, So, good stuff there. Thanks again for listening. This is Talk the Plank on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. Follow Bucks Dugout as well, at Bucks Dugout. And uh, if you have any questions for me, Feel free to send me a DM on Twitter. I'm always looking at it. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back after the Cardinals series. So we'll be back pretty soon. And uh, we'll have some more great Pirates analysis here on Talk to Plank. Thank you, as always, for listening. And I hope all of you have a swell rest of your day. Peace out.